stopped, get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar could not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he's done a double somersault backwards. My car won't go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. <laughs> you plated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows. And if you ain't right... They'll send your ass to the rear. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Open Red, the official podcast of the world of outlaws, NOS, energy drinks, sprint cars. Joining you as always, my name is Rob Blount from Dirt Vision, and alongside of me, Mr. Nick Graziano. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Nick. Can you believe that we have reached the last episode of the 2021 race season? That's crazy. Like we're, this is crazy to think that this is World Finals time. This is the end. We the championship is here. Banquets are already set up. We know we're doing that this weekend. And it's, it's like, weren't we just at Dirt Car Nationals? I know. I, I I feel like just yesterday we were like, okay, let's start planning out Volusia and make sure we've got everything in order and make sure we know when we're going to be doing media stuff for for Dirt Vision with these drivers. And now we're at the end of the year. It's crazy. Like there's so many episodes that I just kind of happily randomly remember, like, oh yeah, we did that. At yeah, one point. yeah, well, we did. Oh yeah, we we did do that, huh? Wow, where'd this year go? I know it is absolutely flown by. Uh, we have a champion, by the way. All he has to do is show up on Friday night or Thursday night and present the car for qualifying. Yeah, we can finally stop saying, "Is he going to lose points to Gravel? Is Gravel going to gain him? Is he going to lose points? What's it going to be like?" He gained points. He clinched. It's the championship is now for Brad Sweet. Yes. The three-time World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series champion, Brad Sweet. It's pretty crazy to think that he is now only the third driver in the 43-year history of the series to win three consecutive titles. Yeah. Joining Steve Kinzer and Donnie Schatz. Yeah. And and what is he? Only He's only the, the fourth to win yeah, three fourth or more, right? Yeah, three in general. Yeah, it's him, Schatz, uh, Kinzer, and Sammy Swindell. Crazy. Some big names. Big names. Big names that he's joined. He's come a, a very, very long way uh, from being known as basically a, an Xfinity Series fa- borderline failure, for, for better or worse. Um, you know, there's obviously reasons that dictate that. You look at the amount of talent that he has. We all know that he probably could have made it over there, but it's a it's a different world over in the in the, the stock car industry. And for better, or, I mean. For reasons that were borderline out of his control, that was what he was known as for a few years, and now he's forever going to be known as a three-time series champion with the World of Outlaws. Yeah, it's crazy to think how your career can change so much like that. Like mm-hmm. you think, all right, NASCAR career, here we go. Oh, well, maybe not that. I guess sprint cars. Not that it was anything bad. Obviously, he loves the sprint cars and says they like that even more than uh, what NASCAR was like. Uh, and now here he is at the top of the pedestal. Yeah, probably making a pretty solid living too. You know. Oh uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, He's probably not hurting. No, champions get uh, $150,000 for uh, winning, which is going to be going up next year. As yes, we just found it will out. be, and we will talk more about that in a little bit. That's pretty cool news. Big news. Yeah, really cool to see. I guess It's got to make drivers happy because there are some really big increases uh, throughout the yeah. whole points and a uh, pretty cool schedule to go along with it. Yes, absolutely. But before we take a look at next year, we're going to take a look at this past weekend and then also this upcoming weekend. Uh, we ran two races this past weekend. First in Oklahoma at Lawton Speedway, 
And then on Saturday night in Mesquite, Texas at Devil's Bowl Speedway, the birthplace of the World of Outlaws. But first, taking a look at Friday's race in Oklahoma, it was Carson Macedo who went to victory lane over Logan Schuhart and Donnie Schatz who rounded out the podium. Brad Sweet, our champion, finished in fourth. David Gravel in fifth. Aaron Reitzel sixth. Brock Zierfoss in seventh. Gio Selzy in eighth. James McFadden ninth. And Kerry Madsen in tenth. Your lap leaders on the night, Logan Schuhart led laps one through five. Carson Macedo lap six through 35 all the way to the checkered flag. And your hard charger award went to Kerry Madsen who gained Five spots to go from 15th to 10th. Uh, the big loser on that night, unfortunately, was Brock Zierfoss, who started on the front row and dropped all the way back to 7th pretty quickly, too. That was kind of a shame to see. Just got a bad start. Yeah, I know that it was, uh, I think he's looking forward to a good race there. I know it's a good track for him, so uh, just, just one of those nights. It happens. You you learn from it. Move yeah. on. So, coming out of this weekend, Brad Sweet had to have a 96-point gap over David Gravel to have it locked up. Leaving Lawton Speedway on Friday, it was 100 points separating he and David Gravel. So Saturday had to be a big night for the two-car, and unfortunately, it was not with a ninth-place run. Yeah, it's they've been uh, not as solid and strong as uh, they were looking for a little while there and to potentially mm-hmm. put themselves in contention for a championship getting here to world finals but it's just yeah they just kind of were there around top tens like every week not really big top fives big contenders for wins but it was one of those places where we kind of expected the 49 to run the way that he did um you know we, we've been talking about it the last month and a half where if david was going to gain points he was going to have to probably do it in pennsylvania because we knew that this weekend was going to be a weekend for the the Napa car, and it was that. I mean, he went out and and set fast time, uh, Slick Woody's quick time on the evening, and then uh, won his heat race and just went from there. All he had to do was finish ahead of him, really, finishing sixth. Yeah, job done. Championship won. Yep, the gap now going into World Finals is 106 points, 10 points clear of where he needed to be to clinch it. So there you go. Three straight for Brad Sweet. Uh, looking at the results from the night, Logan Schuhart and Carson Macedo flip-flopped their results from the night before. Logan Schuhart got the win, Carson Macedo in second, Sheldon Hoddenshield third, Ayrton Jeniton started on a pole, finished in fourth after leading all of the first 23 laps of the evening. It looked like it was going to be his night to get his first World of Outlaws win, and then with uh, with just a few laps to go, the, he, he just lost pace and everyone just kind of went by him. Yeah, it was going to be a really big night for him. He's been uh, slowly and steadily uh, improving every year, getting faster. Wouldn't be surprised if we see him win uh, next year uh, with the pace he's been putting on. But just kind of one of those deals. We see it. Uh, you get comfortable up front and clean air, but then sometimes you get a late caution and just kind of maybe can't fire off as good of mm-hmm. a restart or just some guy snicker you. Yep. Uh, rounding out the top five was Donnie Schatz in fifth. Brad Sweet finished sixth, as we already mentioned. James McFadden finished in seventh. Sam Haferteep Jr. in eighth. David Gravel ninth. And Geo Selzy rounded out the top ten. Your lap leaders on the evening, Ayrton Jeniton led laps one through 23 before Logan Schuhart got by on lap 24 and led all the way to the finish. And Mr. Schuhart was also your KSE Hard Charger Award recipient. He gained seven spots, went from eighth to the win. 
That was a, a pretty solid uh, 30 laps there that the 1S car put in. That track, they've got dialed in. I remember, I yeah. think my first year there, they put on a pretty good show. Uh, him and his teammate, uh, Jacob Allen, was leading for a while. Then mm-hmm. uh, Logan got by him and won. And then the next year after that, obviously last year, Logan won again. And then this year, it's just they've got that place figured out somehow. Yeah, three straight wins at Devil's Bowl for the 1S of Logan Schuhart. And the Shark Racing team, uh, like you said, they've got that place figured out. They've pretty much got a... You might say their shark teeth have just clamped down on it. Just uh, sunken into that track a little bit. Yeah. A nice little bite. Yeah. For uh, $20,000 each time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, a pretty uh, pretty good bite there. Yeah. Yeah. Taste it. Um, taking a look at the points, because we still have some battles that we've got to figure out here over these last couple of nights at the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Obviously, the championship is locked up. All Brad Sweet has to do is make sure that he gets to the Speedway on Thursday night, presents his car for qualifying, and then he is officially the champion. Uh, Because, as we said, he heads into this weekend 106 points ahead of David Gravel, 10 points clear of what he needed to have at a minimum to be able to clinch it. But your battle for third place is very much alive. Uh, Carson Macedo is only four points ahead of Donnie Schatz, which is crazy when you think about it, considering Carson has 11 wins to Donnie's three. But Donnie has been on an absolute roll uh, pretty much since uh, the end of Knoxville. And I, I don't know, I, can't, I forgot the exact number off the top of my head, but it's been like, got to be close to almost 20 top tens in the last 20-something races or something like that, a bunch of top five, really very consistently in the top five. From, from what I understand, uh, some of the people in the pit area have done the math on it. Not that any of us are advocating for, for a, a playoff format in sprint car racing because we're not. However, if after Knoxville there was just a, a clean reset, like say it was the old NASCAR-style chase, mm-hmm. like in, the, in yeah. the very beginning, going back to 2004, where everyone just reset and started equal, Donnie would be winning this championship. Because he's been lights out since Knoxville. Yeah, it, they've been on such a tear. Even even without the excessive amount of wins, just the consistency has really propelled them back up there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the difference in wins is staggering, 11-3 to three for in Macedo's favor. But you look at the top fives, 45-39 to 39 in the favor of Donnie Schatz. And he's only has three less top 10, 63 to 60 in favor of Carson Macedo. All of that across our 75 races. Um, there really is your difference. You know, you can have a whole bunch of wins, but if you don't have the consistency to back it up, it's, it's really just, as we've seen with Brad Sweet, it's a matter of minimizing the damage on your bad nights. Yeah, exactly. Pretty impressive for Carson Macedo to have the most top 10s of the season so far. I don't yes. think any of us, uh, really cool to see him. I think we all knew he would be successful in that 41 car. I don't think we, anybody would have guessed this successful. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And again, there there really is the difference between contending for a championship and not. Uh, Brad has five more wins than Carson does at 16 to 11, but he has 47 top fives to Macedo's 39. He has one less top 10, but when he has good nights, he has really good nights. And when Carson has bad nights, he has pretty bad nights. Just really shows how consistent Brad is. I think his average finish this year is like 
a 5.0 or 5.2 or something close around there. That's but crazy. it just shows like, so like when Brad finishes fifth and Carson finishes seventh, really over 75 races, that adds up quite a bit. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy to think about having an average finish of a fifth or better yeah. across 75 races. stars. Yeah. Like that, that, you know, that gets touted a lot when you look at championships across like the NASCAR realm, right? But that's 36 races. That's a third of the amount of races that we do. It's a, to to be that consistent, night in and night out, with so many different track styles that we go to and different sizes and lengths and different styles of banking, different styles of surface. Yeah. And to just You're be still- that good every single night, have hardly anything ever break. It's just absolutely incredible on, on the driver's part and the team's part. That's what makes you a true champion. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's right there. If you ask, well, how, how do they keep winning the championship? There's your proof. Yes. I mean, that's it. Yes, absolutely. I, I will say, as we we look through uh, the rest of the top 10 here, the, the person that I was kind of I'm most disappointed in it has to be the person in sixth right now in Sheldon Hoddenshield. I mean, he was a lot of people's, including mine's, uh, preseason pick to win the championship or at least contend for the championship after the second half of of 2020 that they had. And to just be a non-factor pretty much all year is is just incredible. And then, then you look at the win total that they have. They have eight wins on the year, but they were just so wildly inconsistent. Yeah, it's 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 almost... Obviously, you don't know how the team feels, but it's almost like they got to be, they can't be too disappointed, but maybe a little disappointed. I know they wanted to finish top five in points, and Sheldon looked like that was going to be a solid thing this year, maybe even a podium finish. Uh, I think they started off a little slow, but then really caught firing a bunch yeah. of wins, a bunch of top fives, just constantly up there. And then it seemed like recently, just when we hit the fall time, just like barely heard about the 17. Obviously, they got a good finish at Devil's Bowl, but other than that, like I feel like you didn't really hear about them that much, and then they just kind of sank. Yeah, I mean, you look at their numbers, like I said, eight wins, but 35 top fives over 75 races and 54 top tens. And clearly that's just not not only not going to get it done in, in winning a championship, but you're not even going to be up there. And But you look at the, the rest of the top five, though, it's pretty much everyone that you would expect to be up there. And Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Donnie Schatz, and Logan Schuhart. Really the big surprise is Carson Macedo in the 41. He's never run this well throughout his young career and yeah. and then changing teams and going to a new team you didn't know exactly what they were going to do but they have solidified themselves as true championship contenders going into 22 yeah it's you just look at the it, like it shows just how competitive the series grows every year like Sheldon is better than last year for sure but everybody else is better a little bit better than last year too and it's just trying to surpass that betterness mm-hmm. even further next year to uh, obviously not just better yourself, but somehow still be better than everybody else you're trying to compete against. The thing that's kind of kind of wild, though, is the fact that Donnie Schott's still finished in fourth in points. When you, <laughs> when you look at the win totals, right? At the moment. 16, yes, at the moment. 16, 10, 11, 7, 8. Those are the win totals for everyone else in the top six, and then Donnie's got three. Yeah, I think it's been like Almost 20 years or so since Donnie's only had three wins in a yeah, season. That in itself is crazy. Yeah. But the fact that he's still up there. I mean, he's you you would think Donnie Schott's having a three win season. He would be further back than 154, 154 points oh, yeah. out of the lead. But it just shows that they haven't right lost there. anything. It's just needing that little extra bit to uh, get that big amount of wins again. 
It's funny. I think it was Lawton. He said something about how I am definitely paraphrasing here, but he said something about how he basically just doesn't enjoy finishing like third, finishing on the podiums. It was actually almost like embarrassed to finish in third because he's so used to winning. Um, but it goes to show you that like they still had a good year. Oh yeah, they just didn't have a Donnie Shots and Tony Stewart racing fifteen car year. It's crazy. It's I feel like they found something um, that maybe Donnie's got a little more more comfortable with that he's found that consistency at least. It's just I don't know what it is that little bit extra they need to get back in victory lane uh, more consistently again. I am looking forward to maybe in a few weeks. We'll give it a few weeks, and then we'll do our uh, preseason picks recap mm. and see how close we were, how drastically off we were. I can say I was drastically off with my championship pick, but I kind of had a feeling that, that was going to go that way pretty much after the, the two nights of Volusia were over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> Those were not, not good weekend, not good nights for the 17 car, and it basically uh, set the tone for the rest of the season for him. Yeah, I know. At least I got the championship, right? So uh, I'll, I'll take that go. victory. Small there victories, little victories. Really went out on a limb picking the guy that's won the last two would go I, win I, the third I, one, right? A, it was the big Hail Mary throw right there, but <laughs> we caught it. We made it. Might have to get Johnny back on. Have him go yeah, over Yeah, I'm going to have to, for sure. Yeah. Talk about, his, not talk about the season and everything that unfolded. and Yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. So we'll try to do that in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, we've got one weekend left. That's it. Yeah. NGK NTK World Finals. It'll be it'll be a fun one. Um, I know we have it's kind of rare. We have all three champions mm-hmm. uh, clinched. Uh, we know who the champions are going to be for all three major series uh, going into school. Kind of be a little bit extra celebration championship yeah. celebration going on. I know we're playing on something uh, pretty cool for the uh, the big three the. Three series, four wide. I think we're going to have uh, the champions lead the way. Oh, that's uh, cool. Something cool, a little, little extra new we can do this year, just just having that advantage of knowing who they're going to be and uh, giving them that little extra honor. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that's cool. All you photographers, try to get a good shot of that one. Because sure. uh, that's your money shot right there. Yeah, I always like hearing photographers trying to figure out how where, where they're going to go to get that shot. There's so many different places you can get mm-hmm. in the grandstands, you get in the towers, you'd be down by the track, and it's like where's that perfect angle to get the fireworks and the cars all in one. Yeah, I I don't envy the job of photographers. There's yeah. there's a lot more to it than just picking up a camera and pointing it and hitting the button. Yeah, I, I took my camera to a, a super dirt car series earlier in the year. Just played around with it. They turned out okay, but when I started shooting in dark, I'm like, this, this is not no, turning out well. It's, it's hard, man. It is so hard. I Every time I think I take like two or three good pictures of something, then I look at someone else's work and I'm like, I'm just going to sell my stuff. Yep. I was like, oh, these are some <laughs> nice ones. I I like these ones. And I, like you see like Trent, or Trent Gower, our official photographer of yep. Sprint Cars, or JC Norgar and the late miles. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got, I got some work to do still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but man, that is cool. That is one of, one of the... I guess I'll call it perks of having all three series champions already basically decided going into it. Obviously, you want that game seven moment, that last last corner, last lap battle coming right down to the checkered flag like we had in, in 2019 uh, between Donnie and Brad. But if you're going to have it already sewn up, it does give you the ability to do some really cool things, and that is one of them. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, you know you're – it's, uh, I guess – it relieves a little bit of that anxiety of watching of what's going to happen. You can kind of just enjoy the race and not have to worry about that aspect, I guess, in a sense, for some people that might 
deal with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it'll be fun racing still. The shame of it for David Gravel is this is a David Gravel track. He he had a if he could have just stayed close, he could have potentially made something out. Now that's not to say that Brad is bad here because he's not. No. But David's just very good here. Yeah, David has he he swept I think 2019. Yes. He won one of the races last year. This is a good track for him, and yeah, it, I think it's definitely one that he knows if he could have been close, he would have put a good battle to Brad. So who do you think wins Saturday night? Who wins our final race of the season? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Logan and Carson, one okay. of the, one of the nights. Well, they're both going to win one night, but whatever order. I'll say Carson Logan. How about that? You didn't really answer my question. I said, who's winning Saturday night? Logan. Okay, thank you. I think since he has no pressure on him, this is the first time uh, as, you know I'm as just, a I'm champion. I'm going to change it. Sheldon Logan. Logan's oh still Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, you're actually wearing sneakers today, not, not flip-flops. You flip-flopper. Can you hear that? No, probably no. not. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to say, this, since this is, the, this is the first time that, as a champion, Brad Sweet has come to the final race weekend and had zero pressure on him, I think he's going to go out there and win on Saturday night and just cap the season off as the champion and as the race winner of the last race of the year. That'd be nice. If he wins on Saturday, that'd be nice. To, it's it's cool when the champion gets the win so they can celebrate as the winner and the champion. Then it makes it a little bit easier on us when we're trying to get photos and yeah. all that stuff, too. Yeah, it'll make it a lot easier on us uh, Dirt Vision folks, yeah. too. <laughs> Don't have to One go big old interview. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't believe it's here already. I know we've said this. I can't believe it's here. It's Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm going to miss racing. I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break from uh, a season. Uh, to refresh and then get ready for a fun 2022 season. That's a perfect segue, Nick. I thought so. I thought this might this might work here. Yeah, that is a perfect perfect segue uh, to lead us right into talking about next year's calendar for the greatest show on dirt. I'll, I'll start off with the really big news. Uh, it is a fifty thousand dollar increase. In the champion's share of the purse next year, it will go from uh, I don't even know how to read Nick. Uh, One hundred fifty thousand dollars from this year to two hundred thousand dollars next year. Thank you. I started seeing a lot of numbers on the screen, and I'm like, maybe I just read everything wrong. No, but I yep. was right. Yes. yes, it will go to two hundred thousand dollars for the champion. A fifty thousand dollar increase. This is the part that that made me start uh, second guessing myself. Overall, the whole points fund will see a $350,000 increase with every single position paying out at least a 33% increase from this year to next year. And that's at least. I did. I was calculating out all the changes. A lot of them are even higher. There's a lot of 50% increases, a lot of 60% increases, uh, some 100% increases. It's a million-dollar overall points fund in general. Let, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. So, right now, actually, I won't even say right now. He's He's got it locked up. He's like 500 points ahead of 11th. Jacob Allen is going to finish 10th in points this year. This year, he will receive $30,000 for finishing in 10th. Next year, 50000 50000 That's but, one heck of an increase. So, Donnie is fourth right now. Say he finishes fourth. 
This year, he would get $50,000. Next year, that $50,000 is Jacob Allen's. In 10th. Yes. That's tenth. crazy. That That is seriously, seriously awesome. Uh, and I think fourth, actually, scroll down real quick because I can't remember off the top of my head. Yes, there is, is a breakdown there. down here. It is, yeah, fourth next year is 70000 now. Yeah, that is that is super cool. Uh, $14,000 will be the payout from 17th in points down to 20th. So, I mean... I think it's only like five or ten or something like that right now. So it's still another huge increase. Yeah, I mean all all across the board, it's a really big increase. Uh, again, the winner this year, Brad Sweet, is receiving one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Next year, second place is paying a hundred thousand dollars. Wild points fund. Third, seventy five thousand. Fourth, seventy fifth, sixty five thousand. It's you gotta be pretty happy if you're competing with the World Ballers next year. Yeah, you're gonna get a good payout. Yes, and again, what did I say? Tenth was this year thirty thousand dollars. Next year, that's twelfth. So yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's just really, really impressive. Uh, really cool stuff uh, from everyone here at the World of Outlaws, Nos Energy Drink, who will be back next year. Uh, it's just very, very awesome stuff uh, all, all around. Uh, and then the cool part. In addition to all that, because that's that's pretty cool in itself. But let's talk about some of the races big part. that that are that are coming along next year. Yeah, uh, I love this one right schedule. off the, right off the bat. Is Bakersfield Speedway is back on the calendar? It's nice to have, and we'll get to it too. Uh, the whole spring California swing will be back again. The whole West Coast uh, spring California uh, sp- West spring West Coast <laughs> swing. Try and say that ten times fast. Yeah, that will be back. And on that schedule will be Bakersfield Speedway. Yeah, uh, going through some of the newer uh, ads to the schedule next year. Bakersfield Speedway will run on Friday, March 25th. It is the first time uh, that we will be running there since 2018. So after a little bit of a hiatus, Bakersfield Speedway is back. Uh, Vado Speedway Park was supposed to make their debut with us uh, last year and still hasn't happened yet. So yeah. their, their debut with the Outlaws is finally going to happen next year on Tuesday, March 29th. Tri-City Speedway in Illinois, Pontoon Beach, is on the schedule on Friday, April 22nd. That's That's really cool. Yeah. I like that place a lot. I know a lot of people will be excited for that one. Another Illinois race, uh, which would be cool. Um, One of the last appearance of 2008. I know we've ran uh, there quite a 56 times. 56 times. (laughs) But we haven't been there since 2008. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and look, like we ran there at least like three or four times a year for quite a while. Uh, and then we didn't go back, but now we're going back. So, and you look at just two names here, right? Steve Kinzer, the king, won the very first race here in 1979 for the Outlaws, and Donnie Schatz, our ten-time series champion, won the last race here yep. in 2008. He's the only active driver to have a win here. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we are there next year. Does that little bit of experience, even though it's over a decade, what, 13 years ago? 14 mm. years ago going on? For, yeah. 14 years ago next year, I believe. Um, does that little bit of experience from that long ago help him out? It, it's, it's always interesting when we go to new tracks like that. Uh, I think you definitely see it, that little bit of advantage every time we do, but it's always fun to see guys that can just hop on there and just pick it up right away. Yeah. Like they've been there racing there for years. It's crazy that this, this track has such a such a long history with the outlaws but it's basically a, a brand new place because only one active driver has a win there 
Yeah. Uh, one thing we can address, uh, I know it was a question by some people, um, Jacksonville Speedway not being on the schedule. Uh, Kenny Dobson actually put out a tweet about the whole what's going on with Jacksonville Speedway. Uh, also, we love Jacksonville Speedway. We have it on weekly on Dirt Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've asked of them is to make some uh, safety improvements uh, for us to come back. Um, with, instead of trying to just hope that they can get those done in time for next year, they thought they would take the year off. Uh, make sure they can get those safety improvements done, and hopefully we'll see them back on the schedule the year following. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville's awesome, but for such a little track, we're flying around that place. So, yeah, uh, it. There's a few things safety uh, improvements yeah, that are, are good asked, to have, and they're definitely uh, we're great. They work with us great. We work with them great. It's a great facility. Definitely want to go there. So uh, it'll be cool to see them make those uh, a few things we've asked and get back there again. Yes. Uh, one of the the last ones, but certainly not not least to talk about as far as the new ads to the schedule is concerned, is Atomic Speedway will be on the schedule for the first time since 2014 on Saturday, May 28th of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, this part's cool. This is the first time since 2014 that the World of Outlaws will feature four Ohio tracks uh, on one schedule between Atomic here, Sharon Speedway. Uh, Attica Raceway Park and of course Eldora Speedway. Yeah, we've got some more setting things and talk about those other Ohio tracks. But yeah, it's we're going to be in Ohio a lot more uh, than we've had in the last few years, so people should be happy about that. Yes, uh, especially I-, I can think of one person in particular who always runs well at the Ohio tracks, and that's Ohio native Sheldon Hodenshield. So is he going to be your pick for the champion next year? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a definitive no. I've learned my lesson. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll win it because I'm like reverse jinxing him, you know. And I, I say no, thinking I have zero confidence in it, and then he'll go out there and do it. Because this year I just straight jinxed him. Yeah, maybe that's got to be what it was. And I, I read that wrong, by the way. This is actually the first time that the Outlaws are back since 2009 at Atomic Speedway. Uh, seven events have run here between 2003 and 2009. And, of course, Donnie Schatz has won a majority of them with four. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, no shock there, right? Uh, I enjoy this part as well. So not only have we added a lot of money to the schedule through the points fund, but there's a lot of Big paying races. Yes, next big year. paying races. A lot of new, a lot of places that people love are getting more races. Um, it's a, such a cool schedule, it's just, especially when we get into all these. Yeah. So let, let's let's go through this part, right? Uh, the 39th Kings Royal Week will be Wednesday, July 13th through Saturday, July 16th, and of course, maybe you've forgotten by now. But announced back in July is the return of the historical big one uh, taking place Thursday, July 14th. That's $100,000 to win. And then Saturday, the 39th Kings Royal will once again be paying $175,000 to win. Uh, And also, it'll be $5,000 to start. Yeah, it's cool that uh, the point or uh, the pay is getting increased throughout the field again too. A little bit more yes. here in different spots, and um, nice to see just nice to see a lot more money being thrown to these guys and uh, uh, for all the excitement they put on for us, and even the historical big ones getting a bit of an increase too, uh, paying twenty five thousand to the runner up and four thousand to start. Yeah, and uh, be one hell of a week of uh, Eldora racing. Especially when when you hear this sentence, Eldora Speedway officials have posted over eight hundred thousand dollars in purse money and awards for July's Kings Royal Week. That's eight hundred thousand dollars between July thirteenth and July sixteenth. Four days of racing. That is crazy. Uh, naturally, 
the Knoxville Nationals, the granddaddy of them all, uh, is of course on our calendar. Uh, August 10th through August 13th, the 61st edition of the Knoxville Nationals. I mean, what else can you say about the Knoxville Nationals? Yeah, be doing it the is big one. the more, Knoxville Nationals, right? Yeah, more announcements coming for them later on. I'm trying to find. There were some other really big paying races in here that I seem to be. If you go up a little bit, well, yep, yep, right there. Uh, a new Mar, uh, probably going to be a new Crown Jewel event, really. Uh, the Houston's High Bank Nationals. Oh, yes. That's the one I was looking for and couldn't find it. Yes. That one sounds really cool. That Houston's has been such a cool track to go to every time, and now that we're just having this huge uh, national-style race there, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. For big money, too. Um, it's big money all week. It's going to be 15. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday's race is going to be 15000 to win. Friday's race is going to be 20000 to win. And then Saturday is going to be $100,000 to win. That's awesome. Uh, this That's is taking awesome. the kind of what we're used to the Jackson Nationals being. So it'll be Thursday through Saturday, June 23rd to 25th. Uh, that's right before Cedar Lake, before we get into the July races. Um, and then Jackson Nationals will now actually be right after, the weekend after, Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, that, that part's pretty cool. Uh, if you're going to move, that, I feel like that's a good spot to move to. Yeah. Just keep up that momentum, right? Um, so that's cool on the Jackson Nationals front. And of course, uh, it's going to be a big money race as well uh, as it usually is. I find the Houston schedule interesting because we're going to go there on Sunday, June 5th, and then come back uh, about 18 days later and run there June 23rd through the 25th. But I got to tell you, the racing at Houston is awesome as it is. I can't even imagine it with $100,000 on the line. Man, it's going to be fun to see who shows up for that, uh, the kind of racing we get. There's just so many big races in that time span. Uh, just you we're almost like that's almost kicking off the summer money even earlier and she's continuing it's gonna be it's not even gonna be the summer of money anymore it's just gonna be like the, the season of money. the season of money really <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah I, if you're a sprint car racer at this point you've just got to come join the outlaws because yeah it's just the season of money now and something cool Houston's is also doing so that um, earlier June race the June 5th race uh, the Saturday before it is gonna be a big fan appreciation party. Um, they're gonna do like different driver activities. I think uh, there's gonna it's gonna be some kind of little party they're putting on. And there's gonna be a big band um, at the night, so it's gonna be a lot of fun activities going on Saturday night just before we get racing on Sunday. Yeah, very very cool. Uh, the one thing that's missing here is I want to know how much the race for the late model street stocks is gonna pay uh, throughout Houston's Nationals weekend. Uh, or I should say Houston's High Bank Nationals Weekend is the proper name for it. Because if you give me a $50,000 win late model street stock <laughs> race, that stuff is going to be insane. I think we'll, we'll have to get on the phone and ask them and gonna uh, have clarify to call that. Yeah, like, oh, we, we forgot out. something. All right, the... Uh, Sorry, what do you call Late model street stocks, guys. Street stock. I'm working on your I'm behalf here. <laughs> I'm trying for you guys because you guys are the best support division in the country from what I've seen. It's just an awesome, awesome division. Uh, I don't even know what they pay on a normal Sunday, but I mean, they're racing like for a hundred grand every Sunday anyway. They're just awesome. Maybe we need to bring the world short track. We should. We should. However... That's a long haul. That's a long haul, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, that's a, it's a little bit of a drive. Uh, one thing that I, I do also really like on here, the race at Sharon Speedway in Ohio was absolutely incredible this year. 
Uh, and now we get a double dose of that next year. Two. May 21st, Saturday night next year is the first visit. And then Saturday, September 24th, will be the second visit. If we get two more. Two more races at Sharon, like the one that we had this year oh, when man. Dave Laney won. We are in for two fantastic nights of racing. Yeah, Sharon is a definitely welcome addition. I know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be on the late model schedule um, as well. I think they're looking into that too. So I think I might have even announced that too. So that'll be really cool to see a bunch of racing at Sharon again. Speaking of the World of Outlaws Morton Building's late models, they will join the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars in the hills of Northeast Tennessee as we return to the last great Coliseum of Bristol Motor Speedway for the second straight year. That'll be a really cool show. A three-day event, uh, Thursday, April 28th through Saturday, April 30th, with Thursday being a practice night for yep. both divisions, uh, racing on Friday and Saturday. I, I've said it numerous times on this show Earlier this year, I just love Bristol Motor Speedway. It's like one of my favorite places on earth. And I'm so glad that we're going back there next year. And it's going to be really, really cool to have both divisions together. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll just make for a really cool, really big feeling show. Yeah, the big World of Outlaws event, a real World of Outlaws Bristol Bash. Yes, it is going to be awesome. Um, that means technically gone is the Bristol Throwdown, but you know those late models are going to throw down there. Yeah, same same thing. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but it's a Bristol Bash. It's the Bristol Bash. Bristol Bash. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, hopefully, I'll maybe be able to get up there for it and, you know, knock on wood, not have any uh, extra health issues that I had keeping, yeah, let's me, not keeping me from it this yeah, year. Let's, let's, let's not repeat that. No, only got one left. I don't <laughs> need to lose that one. <laughs> um, Can't read any Manscapes when we after that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, man, for you West Coast fans, we mentioned earlier that the spring West Coast swing will be there you go. back. Uh, that will take place March 11th through March 29th. So here is your rundown for that. March 11th and 12th, we are at Thunderbolt Raceway. March 18th, we are at Merced Speedway. March 19th at Ocean Speedway. March 25th at Bakersfield Speedway. And then to cap off the spring swing, March 26th at Paris Auto Speedway. So for those of you who have been, who live out there and have missed us the last two years, mark those dates down. That's when we're back. We're back. Finally, in the spring, back in California, a lot of cool tracks. Like Merced, we haven't been there in a while. Well, all those tracks we obviously haven't been there in a couple of years, but Merced's been, I think, a little bit longer, so it'll be cool to get back there as well. Yes, very much so. Oh, and then one thing that we forgot is uh, Port Royal goes from having one weekend of two races to having now three races yeah. next year. So that'll be really cool because Port Royal is always great every time we get to go there. That'll That's take one place. Track, yeah, one track people always say, we should have more Port Royal, more Port Royal. Well, got we got one. more Port Royal now. Yes, Wednesday, July 20th, and Friday, October 7th, and Saturday, October 8th. Um, that'll just be awesome. Love every time the Outlaws go to Port Royal, so adding a third race there will be very cool. All of that is in addition to the, I guess, quote-unquote, normal races that you expect to see on the calendar. Uh, like the multiple times that we're going to go to Williams Grove Speedway, yep. those are in their traditional spots. Uh, the Eldora May weekend is in its traditional Left spot. Too. We're going to, of course, open at the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park in February. Um, and then 
close out the year with the NGK and TK World Finals at the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway in November. Yeah, there's still all your favorites are on there. Uh, it's a big, we got more than, I think it's close to 88 races, something along that line, uh, scheduled for next year. Uh, and there's still some uh, TBAs on there as well. So yes. uh, stay yes, tuned for is. that. Definitely, definitely, I was going to say, there's. Uh, this was a big schedule release. A lot uh, was put out there, but uh, maybe stay tuned for some more surprises. Yes, uh, very cool schedule. Hats off to all of the uh, the schedule makers between the series and the racetrack operators to all work together and put together this really awesome schedule. And kudos to everyone involved with the the points fund increases because that is just awesome. Um, I don't know when tickets go on sale here, but it's I'm sure it's going to be coming soon. Actually, yeah. I just found the paragraph. Yep, Ticket renewals and on-sale details will be available in the coming weeks. There you go. Like I said, it's coming soon. But uh, if you go to worldofoutlaws.com slash ticks, T-I-X, uh, that is where you will be able to get yourself tickets to most of the 2022 World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series events and the ones you can't make it to, as we always say, will be available live on Dirt Vision. Yep, I believe uh, tickets for the Dirt Car Nationals are on sale now, so you can go get those tickets at, I believe, um, either wordvaultlaws.com or volusiaspeedwaypark.com. Yeah, go and plan your go and plan your midwinter vacation. What is better than Florida in February and racing? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say, you, like, you, you just say just that, go to the Everglades and get eaten by an alligator. But then you had racing, ah, nothing. Like, if you go to the Everglades and get eaten by an alligator in February in Florida, like, that sounds pretty crappy, but, like, you go watch some racing in Florida in February. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the Gator Pond there, so that's still a possibility, but maybe just stay away from the Gator Pond. Yes, stay away from that. I mean, depending on how adventurous you are, like, you could kind of go to the edge, but, like, be careful. Yeah, you can watch. I mean, I would just don't go swimming or anything. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Actually, I think that'll get you kicked out. Probably, yes, definitely. That's uh, Yeah, just don't do that. Yes. Not only are you putting yourself in danger, but if you survive it, you'll get kicked out and wasted a lot of money. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that part. Um, one thing you should do, though, is head to manscaped.com and use the promo code OPENRED20 to get yourself 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, we have now passed Halloween. Black Friday's right around the corner. Of course, before that is Thanksgiving. Uh, and then Christmas, Hanukkah, that all comes to Kwanzaa. I couldn't remember what part of the year that was. And I was pretty certain <laughs> that was December. Same, yeah. And I, I feel really bad. I don't mean to sound ignorant in that. I just honestly couldn't remember. That's it fair. It just kind of I mean, escaped my mind. Sometimes I forget when Thanksgiving is. How do you forget that? It's the last th- It's the last Thursday of November every year. Yeah, I know it's in November and it's towards the end, but I don't remember what the dates are. You not like Thanksgiving? I mean, it's there. Oh, man. Thanksgiving is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. I mean... What's better than it? Christmas. You're just one of those selfish people that just wants to get gifts all the time. You're perfect, actually. Like, you are perfect uh, to maybe not go to manscaped.com and use promo code OPENRED20, but someone for you should go and do that and give it to you as a gift. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, Maybe I'll do it. Aw. Is that weird? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's weird. Um, But yeah, go go do that. Get yourself or your loved one or friend like in my case nick here the performance package 4.0 and you can get 20 percent off of that order plus free shipping on that order if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code openred 20 because the holidays are right around the corner and that would make a great gift for that special someone in your life in this case in my case nick oh 
Yeah. I'm so happy. Right? I'm, uh, I like Thanksgiving now. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, it's a great holiday. It's a great holiday. And uh, you know what comes before that holiday is actually a double header to open the season for the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series. Yeah, we're not done racing. No, by we are any not. Means. The Sprint Car Series may be over with, but the racing on Dirt Vision and the racing coming out of this company is still not over with. And we've got plenty of it to hold you over until Thursday, February 10th. At Volusia Speedway Park. <laughs> I had to scroll up to find the date. I didn't want to give you the wrong one. I feel like that starts a little bit later. Does that start a little bit later? Uh, a little, a couple days later than Normally it was. Normally it's somewhere around like the 5th or 7th, right? Yeah, a little bit later this year. Um, just the way the, the dates fell. I like it, though. Uh, I'm going to put February 10th on my calendar right after we finish recording here so I know exactly when the season starts next year, and you should probably go and do the same. Uh, but before we do that, we've got two more nights of racing to go, plus qualifying action on Thursday night this week at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the World Finals to cap it all off. Uh, as I've said, it's one of my favorite events of the year, even though it's a little bit bittersweet, um, but I can't wait to see the cars get on track there and enjoy the really big weekend and hopefully those of you that are going it's going to be a little chilly it's going to feel like a real world finals again not like last year at last call where it was actually pretty warm so make sure you uh dress accordingly and enjoy that big giant fireball that's going to go off during the four wide of every single race everybody's going to love that not just for the four wide but just for the heat the warmth it's my favorite part i think we're going to ask like again yes how many more of those you got yes (laughs) how many more of those every lap come on Yes, those are the best. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we covered it all, and it was uh, uh, that was kind of the the big episode. We had we knew we had a lot to cover with just that announcement. So, figure make, yes. make it a fun schedule reveal. Yes, hopefully this was uh, an in- enjoyable and informative. And uh, also, if you're wondering if where you could find that schedule, uh, just go to worldaboutlaws.com, and you will be able to find it there. Got all up online already. Yes. Easily digestible for you to go and digest it. Or you can follow us on social media stuff, Twitter, Facebook, and you can see graphics and more posts of uh, races that we have and that more news that we got coming up, too. What is the race on there, Nick? I'm putting you on the spot. What is the race that you're most looking forward to? Ooh. I always look forward to Weed Sport, obviously. Kind of biased there. Yep. Um, two dates. Which, at by the way, Weed Sports Speedway will take place on Saturday, July thirtieth, uh, for you upstate New York fans. Yep, and there's a TBA right before it, which I would expect will be another New York race. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool things. Uh, I'm really curious to see how this Houston's High Make Nationals turns out. Um, it'll be fun to go back to the Rev again. That's yes. on there. Yes, that uh, was a early. fantastic race this yeah, year. We'll be at the MAG on Friday, February 25th, then the Rev on Saturday, February 26th. So it'll be cool to go back there again, hopefully put on another really you know, fun show. That's one thing we didn't mention as we were running through this, is as as long as Mother Nature doesn't mess with us this year, like she did last year, uh, there's no break in here planned. February 12th is the finale for the Outlaws at... Volusia Speedway Park during Dirt Car Nationals. And they're right back at it on Friday, February 25th at Magnolia Motor Speedway and Saturday the 26th at the Rev. That's really their only break of the year, just those couple yeah. of weeks after Volusia and then right right to it. 
Exactly. So uh, we're not planning on slowing down by by any stretch of the imagination here. So as long as as everything cooperates, it's going to be uh, full throttle from February to November. Yeah, if you look, there's a lot of there's Mondays and Tuesdays in there thrown around. Like uh, Vital Speedway Park will be on a Tuesday. Uh, Lawrenceburg usually that Monday and uh, Lincoln Lincoln Tuesday. Tuesday. Bridgeport Tuesday. So we got weekend races. We got weekday races. We're it's a full on schedule for next year. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I'll give you a, f- a few that I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the return to Bristol, um, just because, like I said, I love that place. And I think it'll feel really cool uh, adding the late models to it. It'll just feel like a, a, a really big event. Um, that's one of them. I love the King's Royal, man. That's going to be awesome. That whole week is going to be awesome just like it was this year and like it always is. Uh, I like the flow they're going to have. They're, yeah. they're keeping that. Uh, it's going to be like what? Joker's Wild. So yep. you got that. Then you get the big historical big one. Then you get the night before. Then the big King's Royal. Right. I agree. I really like the way that is laid out. Uh, the Houston's High Bank Nationals is going to be just spectacular. And then one that I'm I'm glad to see back is Lake Ozark Speedway, the Jason Johnson yeah. Classic on Saturday, April 9th. Uh, it's just a cool event to be able to celebrate uh, his life and legacy. Uh, and, and also, Lake Ozark just uh, puts on a really good race. Yeah, it's every an awesome year. track. So those are, are just a few of the ones that, that I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm just excited to get it started. It's going to be a lot of really fun racing next year. I think it's just the, even just the flow of what tracks would go to when is going to be a nice vibe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but until then, we've got one more weekend of racing left. Uh, as we mentioned, the NGK and TK World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway this upcoming weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to that one and looking forward to hopping back here and breaking down our final weekend uh, for the next show. Yeah, it'll be sad to talk about a couple, only our last couple of races, but then we'll uh, gear up for a whole new season. Yes, sir. Uh, Until then, uh, my name is Rob Blount. I am Nick Graziano. We'll catch y'all later. Enjoy the world finals from the dirt track at Charlotte Murder Speedway. Bye-bye.